Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of our Cloudology podcast, where we talk about uh, technology and how it can influence the Middle East region. My name is Andy Frommel, and I am your host. Today, I have an exciting topic uh, to talk with you. Um, and uh, Simone Meinfisch from SAP is going to join us uh, and we talk about the future of cities. Simone is part of the global industry and advisory team at SAP and she has been looking the last uh, two and a half years on how the city's ecosystem can move forward building intelligent cities and the future above. Simone, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here. Likewise. Um, Simone, future of cities. Wow, this sounds very futuristic. Uh, and I'm sure many of the listeners have already heard and read or have seen some futuristic um, ideas on, on how we can live. So tell us a little bit, um, what does the future city look like uh, from your perspective? <laughs> yes, um, I'm sure you now expect me to say that we will all take drone taxis and that our cars will read our minds and that our homes will be assisted by robots. <laughs> so while this can all yet become true, of course, to me, the future city is first and foremost, though, a great place to be because it is a human and a citizen centric city. Um, cities where my feedback as a citizen matters, where social equality is the norm, a place that is green and environmental friendly. So the future city to me is a livable and a prosperous city, Andy. And, you know, technology is an important enable, enabler to um, achieve livable and prosperous future cities. Actually, it's the most cost-effective means and tool set uh, for future cities, according to McKinsey back in 2018. So if you think of it and if you imagine that with the help of new technology, let's say, for example, augmented reality, you can better find your way going through the city to get to the future mobility hub, for example, and find the e-scooter that's already been pre-booked for you um, right away. Or if you imagine you booked your end-to-end -end journey easily through what we call mobility as a service, where you can get one ticket and one price for all different types of transportation that you will use. And those will be chosen based on your preferences. For example, your personal fitness level, the weather conditions on that day, et cetera, et cetera. So we will find the optimal route based on many different data points and conditions, actually. Or Look at healthcare for a minute, um, where sensors and the Internet of Things can help to reduce pain caused by incorrect posture when sitting in a wheelchair, for example, and then have the caretaker to take proactive measure. It makes it much, much better for the person in the wheelchair, reduce the pains, but it also reduces the healthcare costs associated to it, which is a big, big expenditures for our city's governments. And by the way, this is a real example that's already been tested in the Netherlands. So I found that very, very interesting. So as you can see, the future city has so many aspects from mobility, citizen and living, to governance, environment and infrastructure, of course, and the economical success. Okay, so this means it is kind of a combination of how we can make a city more social, more livable, 
by using technology and by for sure using data uh, mm -hmm. to come to a more customized individual uh, handling of different scenarios. I mentioned when you want to move through the city um, and so you can do this based on the weather conditions. Um, so this means it's a very, very broad topic. Um, and it's not just because what some people may think future of cities is they have more intelligent buildings, but it's much, much bigger, right? So it seems that we have to broaden our view and ways of thinking here for a bit, right? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so in a city, there are so many different industries coming together in one place, right? Um, they all form an ecosystem within that city. And to build our cities of the future, they should foster a very close collaboration to redefine the end-to-end -end processes within the cities and also their business models. Um, let's think of e-mobility. Um, they're the automotive industry that produces the e-cars, the utilities which provide the energy, and the cities which shall better plan for more e-charging lots in the city. They need to come together and work together closely. And the industries which have many of their customers living in cities, and here again, let's stick with utilities just for a minute, they will be redefining their services and innovate their processes. So, for example, we can think of a scenario where a citizen can simply sign up to a service to participate in a solar farm and therefore consume renewable energy that's produced in his or her neighborhood. Um, maybe these solar panels will be put on a city-owned building um, where this utility and the city were collaborating to provide this new service beforehand. And that also improves the city's sustainability. Um, or if you're in the position that you have your own solar panel um, and you produce more energy than what you can consume for your own smart home, and your e-vehicle, etc., you could then sell this excess energy to the utility so that the utility has a broader access to renewable energy within the city. And again, innovative technology will help us to enable such scenarios. Um, but then of course, also the city itself will innovate in their service delivery. And with the help of data, cities can improve their services. Um, like for example, Queensland OSR, which already uses machine learning to identify which taxpayers are likely not to pay in time. Mm -hmm. And they don't do that um, to uh, penalize the, the taxpayers, of course, but to actually help them and provide them a much, much, much better service um, so that they can establish, for example, a better personal pay plan because maybe the person's situation has changed and they may have a financial challenge. So the city can better help the taxpayers while at the same time still getting the payments earlier. And that also helps the city's budget plan, of course. So data from multiple sources will provide the cities with real-time insights, and then they can turn them into meaningful actions. And let me make one more example of, um, from Buenos Aires. They use IoT or Internet of Things sensors um, and the data to keep their drains clean. So if they have a heavy rain, um, the water can be absorbed and it doesn't flood the streets. So that makes the streets um, a lot safer for the citizens during a rainy time. So 
data and the data insights will also help to better plan. Um, or you could also think of gathering data about air quality. And if the air pollution exceeds a certain level, the city can, like in the case of a small city in Slovenia, um, plan for a smart parking solution so that the citizens don't have to drive around the city center and find parking for a long time and therefore causing a lot of air pollution. But they know where to go and to find free parking spots right from beginning on. Very interesting. So I live here in, um, in Dubai and um, what we see in the Middle East, they, the, some of the countries, specifically Dubai, is the well-known, maybe next to Singapore, they're pushing heavily into the uh, future and they invest a lot of money. And uh, compared to Europe, um, there is now quite a gap um, that I can see how uh, the Dubai government is using um, technology. And this is not just because, as you, as you said, when it comes to the, uh, as a topic, renewable energies, for example, we have here a very simple app um, on the mobile where you can see your monthly consumption of utilities like water and electricity. And you can compare this to the last years or to the city average. So this means they're using the data and they try to engage the citizen in a very smart way, uh, not to push them or to penalize them, but to use data and to help them to understand what they do. And I like this a lot because um, it will at the end uh, change the mindset. For sure, there's many examples here where environmental uh, care is not really uh, on top of the agenda in, in other aspects, but at least you, you can see how this could work. But that also would mean um, the, the governments and cities have to invest in technology and they need to understand what technology can do. And I think there's also a big uh, body of work to do for many countries um, to, to do the right decisions. Um, so these are interesting examples, Simone, and I hear you mentioning air quality, renewable energy, sustainability. So how important is sustainability for the future of city from your view? To me, sustainability and resiliency are very big topics when we speak about the future cities. And I personally believe that the cities are a big lever to make many things right. Um, so if 68% of the world's population will live in cities by 2050 as projected by the UN, then this is one of the places where we can have a huge positive impact because it's where 68% of the population will need mobility, look for work, needs access to education, healthcare, etc. It's where we will consume a lot of energy um, and will produce an enormous amount of waste. So in order to move, for example, towards a more circular economy, or like you mentioned, towards using more um, renewable energies as a citizen, it's important that the cities understand their citizens, that they understand how well or not their citizens recycle, for example. And if they don't recycle, why are they not doing it? Because they don't know how? Or because they don't have access to according bins in a reachable distance, etc., etc. There's so many different reasons, right? And with experience management, cities can ask and listen to their citizens and then take according action to drive better sustainability and to help the citizens to become more sustainable. And understanding your citizens, act on their feedback, 
actually also builds trust. And that is very important for the city's governments. I read that citizens who put in a service request, for example, to um, fix a broken waste bin, and that got great help from the city to solve the problem, they tend to trust its city much, much better and be happier citizens than someone who never put in a service request and supposedly never had an issue. So the cities are an important place to me to drive better sustainability. And thankfully, the younger generation asks already for more sustainable and especially climate friendly cities. Yeah, and this reminds me, Simone, on one topic, what we specifically, as I come from Germany, a German issue or German concern is data protection. Because when we say about we need to engage and learn about the citizens, the government would need to get data from them, right? So how they're using the trash, why they are doing it and not. And I think this is also a big prohibitor in many countries um, when it comes to utilizing technology in general. So it is a complex topic, but I think there is uh, there's no other option forward uh, if we really want to make this planet a little bit better. So now we spoke um, about how the city, the future city would look like from a sustainable environment, uh, environmental topic. But hasn't this been now all very disrupted by the pandemic that we are going through and it's still not over? Is there an approach on smart or future city still important or has it changed because of the COVID-19 uh, impact? Um, yes, of course, it has been uh, disrupted, not all of our lives, uh, but also obviously changed the focus and the perspective of our cities. Um, but then also to me, Andy, there is a little bit of a no to that question, because I believe that the pandemic is an accelerator for digitalization. We saw the need for better digitalization as many companies and cities governments had to move their businesses to home offices, right? And city services and processes that were still paper-based, well, they simply broke. And we also saw how technology can support us in the times of reacting to the pandemic. And um, actually the German government, for example, they built an app which allowed them to manage the return of German citizens that were still abroad when the pandemic really hit Europe. And like my friends, they got stranded in New Zealand. And with the help of the app, the German government assisted them to get back home. And clearly, I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, another example um, comes from my home country, which is Switzerland, where two cantons use robotic process automation to handle the massively increased amount of requests they received for financial support due to reduced working hours of the employees. Um, while they usually process about 10 requests a month and spend like 25 minutes to process one request, they suddenly had to process 30,000 requests a month. Mm -hmm. And intelligent technologies help them to reduce the time to process one request down to, let me say, in an amazing 30 seconds. So the government could really support its citizens and provide them much needed financial help in a timely manner. And there are many more great examples. And they were all implemented, by the way, in a few hours, a few days, or a few weeks only. And to me, that is amazing. And they all helped us to react and support the cities and their ecosystem players to make the lives of the citizens better during the time of crisis. Um, 
so yes, digitalization can make a key difference. Um, and of course, like you mentioned before, um, data, data collection, uh, privacy, that is all part of what we need to figure out how to do this right, because it is important. So it's a very important aspect to regard and to build in um, as we drive digitalization um, in our future cities. Um, and especially now, as uh, because or because of the pandemic, we will all carry an increased financial burden. Um, the cities and the ecosystems will need to become more efficient and reinvent their operations through digitalization. Um, so not only make them more agile, but also more resilient. And um, the digitalization is a key tool for me to support that. And when looking at how the pandemic changed our cities, for example, with um, heavily reduced traffic and cities were or are still repurposing streets to extended uh, bike lanes, to me, there is hope that this will also change our views and as we experience how doing things differently can actually work and sometimes it can be even better. So using the bikes keeps us more active and at the same time it helps to reduce the air pollution in the city and well we should all give it a try. I did Andy and uh, yeah. I have to say it's great and as we get out of the pandemic we now have the chance to tackle two really big challenges at once redefine our way forward and at the same time make it more sustainable and with becoming more sustainable we also become more resilient and that is important to me too so cities for example can push for more sustainability by better supporting to get out of the crisis the businesses that already act more sustainably just as an idea yeah so this uh, how i see the simone as you said it's a it's a, it's a wake up call uh, as for companies for the whole world so the cities and, and the governments need to think now differently and uh, it is um, it will have a long term effect which we don't know how it will play out uh, but it will trigger a trend uh, that is definitely very clear. We mentioned the, the bikes or reduced office space usage. So there's many aspects uh, what a city has to manage where they get less revenue streams, where they have to manage new issues and they have new opportunities. And at the end, it will be also important for every city, large or small, uh, the better they do this job, the more attractive they are for citizens to move into the city and to have a prosperity and growth and other places or countries they will face uh, other issues. So it is becoming also now, I think a bit more competitive because people think if I want to live in a city and not in an urban area, I want to live in a city where I have certain advantages. Um, and yeah, so this is, I think, a very interesting topic to follow. Um, and last, uh, to, to finish this discussion, Simona, how do you think will these new times and the learnings from the pandemic, specifically from the pandemic, impact the city's scope of the future? Is there any kind of final trend that you see? Um, 
Yeah, I can imagine that the city planning will change too um, due to the pandemic and what we learn. Um, so during the pandemic, I believe we realized that it's more and more important to have green areas in our cities to give the citizens access to spaces where they can recharge and enjoy their free time without having to travel far to other places for a weekend, for example. Um, but also we saw that buildings, like you mentioned in the city, can become more empty um, as our working modes might change. Uh, we might see more people working from home um, at least part of their times and therefore office space may be less used and therefore be freed up to be for example more shared uh, working spaces or maybe even become places where people can go and do their workout during certain times. And it may also request that we rethink sourcing and see how citizens can source more local products as another example. And to figure all of this out, to me, is now the really very interesting part of defining our way forward. Learn from the new experiences that we make right now, though, and leverage the technology to help us um, on this way while considering how we can do things more sustainably going forward. Understood. Okay. Um, so summarizing this also from my from my view, I think we we see an we will see an acceleration. We have some areas around the world uh, that uh, are leading this already, and it will be hopefully not just the Middle East and the Singaporean um, and maybe a few <laughs> others who are very um, on the forefront, and hopefully some cities uh, other cities coming with new concepts. Um, but there's a lot of work to do. Uh, it's a complex topic uh, where we blend in technology, sustainability, uh, citizen engagement and a lot of uh, challenges. So I think cities uh, and everybody who works in a government should take this podcast and think how I, maybe I can contribute or what is the consequence or the opportunity uh, in the place that I live. Because I think everybody can contribute uh, to a better living space to some extent. Um, Simone, thank you very much for this insight. Is there any way, if somebody wants to follow this topic, uh, follow online, do you have a good resource or um, Twitter uh, sources or something that you can share? Um, yes, there's many out there, right? So whether you follow um, hashtags for smart cities or hashtags for future cities as well, or all of the related topics like for renewable energies, um, whatever you are primarily interested in and uh, also of course um, you can follow me and I'm reachable on Twitter at s underscore Mayenfish and uh, yeah also on LinkedIn. Okay. Happy to. Thank you very much Simone. Thanks for the great insights and uh, looking forward to see how we build our way forward for the cities and uh, the places we live in the future. Thank you very much. This was another episode uh, for the Cloudology podcast. Uh, if you um, like it, please thumbs up. And uh, if you want to, you can also share your comments. This is uh, it for today and uh, talking to you next time. Bye bye.